0: Swinging a line drive left field, Ben and Tenney coming on, dives, and then he makes the catch. He did! It. He got it!
1: There we go. It's time to party. Right here. 3-2. Heidi
0: Ray! He crushed it! It's a grand slam! Twing and him in straight three. It's over! The Red Sox have won the world championship! Welcome to Benny and the Bets Podcast.
1: Can you believe it?
0: Here's your host, Terry Cushman.
1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Benny and the Bets podcast covering Boston Red Sox baseball, MLB hot stove, and a special Astros scandal edition tonight, which we will be covering uh, for the bulk of the show, as well as What implications that might have for Alex Cora as well? So, thank you for joining us. I am Terry Cushman and I'm joined tonight by Charlie Smith and Al Nahigian. How are you guys?
2: Doing great, man. Thanks for having us.
1: Yeah, been a little while. Doing great. And Al's doing great. (laughs) <laughs> Doing good, Terry. Always,
0: always happy to be on with you.
1: Ah, and it's great having you uh, with us as well. So, a very uneventful week uh, for the Red Sox in the GM meetings, which were taking place in Phoenix, Arizona. Those wrapped up today. There was a little bit of Mookie bets buzz throughout the week. You know, the mixed signals kind of continuing from the Red Sox. Uh, supposedly, they were going to meet with Mookie's representatives. Mookie has been steadfast in that he will not sign a contract before going to free agency. So do you guys have uh, a different read on that situation right now?
2: I mean, I'm still very curious to see what's going to happen just in general. There's been rumors. Uh, everyone's been kind of floating rumors trying to make this uh, the most talked about headline in baseball right now as far as Red- the Red Sox are concerned. Unfortunately, it's not for other things that have come up uh, on the news. But um, this this is something that uh, Kime, now that he's going to be you know, running the show in Boston, this is going to be this is his first real test to see. Uh, what what he ends up doing. Are, are we in full rebuild? Because at this point, it's really potentially only a year. So we lose him for a year. Maybe we make the commitment after that. We see what happens. I don't know.
0: The storyline itself is just going to be the most interesting thing this whole offseason. Everybody wants to know what's going to happen with Mookie. Where is he going to go? Is he going to stay? So like Charlie just said, kyom has got a big – Uh, decision on his hands hopefully he makes the right one whether it's trading Mookie or signing him to the long-term extension that he deserves so we'll see what happens
1: yeah they did kind of talk about possibly working out a deal earlier in the week my expectation is that he will still be traded but one thing that kind of comes to mind and you, you kind of hear people presenting this angle you know in in different ways but do you think maybe High and Bloom, you know, might be a little skittish about trading probably the most talented ball player this club has ever developed and being that guy for the rest of history. Do you think that gives him pause? Oh, for sure. Because he's thinking
0: that he comes to a, an organization that has, a -a once-in-a-generational-type player in Mookie Betts, and then if the first thing he did was trade him, didn't get him back, and then just lets him walk and he has a great career somewhere else, of course he doesn't want to be the guy that traded a superstar away. So there's definitely going to be that little bit of hesitancy in trading him.
2: 100% agree. Absolutely. Because if it ends up turning into, you know, Justin Verlander type, you know, since he's going to be in the news pretty, pretty soon... Um, it, it's going to end very badly. And there's no way to look around it. I mean, if he ends up going for a year, comes back, and we get a, a plethora of picks in, in the uh, give-back process, then that's one thing. But, I mean, it could be one of those moves like Theo Epstein said way back in the day, back in four when they traded Nomar Garcia-Parr. It was a trade that could have uh, damaged the team and put it in a detrimental state for years to come if it did not work out for the Red Sox in the
0: long run.
1: I just feel like that contract's just going to be a huge detriment to the team. I mean, our current financial situation is going to prevent us from really addressing the needs that we have. And so, I mean, I'm just, I'm not too worried about life without Mookie. And I think the Washington Nationals are the perfect example. You know, they, they refused to get into a bidding war over Harper. They gave him a fair offer, you know, that would have made his family rich for the next six generations, if not more. And you know, and they they didn't get stupid about it, and they they moved on and happened to win a World Series. Now, is Bryce Harper the full player that Mookie is? No, absolutely not, especially defensively. But still, you know, the the face of a franchise. So I think, you know that I'm just I'm just ready to move on and you know, I'd like to shore up this rotation if possible. It might not even really be possible, uh, you know, short of some of our prospects finally coming up and just being studs. But, um, I don't know. And I guess my my final observation here is, you know, we spent so many weeks after Dombrowski got fired, six or seven weeks, and we're like, who the hell's our, you know, GM or chief baseball officer going to be? And we finally have him, you know, high in bloom. But, you know, since he's been here, we don't really have any answers. And we don't know what the the direction of the team, you know, is, is going to be. Like, they haven't really set – any concrete, you know, plans in place. So it's just a lot of waiting. But it's going to be fun waiting. <laughs> That's what it all comes down to. Yeah. And I just Great. hope he just finds good value, you know, and we're going to crap on the Astros here uh, for much of the show. But the one thing the Astros do get right is they, you know, They don't sign stupid contracts, they don't really make stupid trades, and and they just get very good value, and Tampa has done that, you know, for their, you know, the restraints that they have, you know, given that, you know, they play in an empty stadium, you know, every night, but um, I'm just so curious to see how innovative he, he gets, so... Um, Anyway, so MVP decided today. How stunned are you guys that Mike Trout has won his 14th MVP or however many? (laughs) (laughs) To be
0: honest, yeah, it's his third. It's his third MVP. It can't really surprise you because everybody in the MLB loves Mike Trout. It doesn't matter what he does. It doesn't matter how many games he's out. If the numbers are anywhere close, he's going to win it. That's just how it is.
2: Yeah. Uh, you, you look at it, too. And um, Mike, Mike Trout um, has been one of the most consistent players. It, it's not to the point where Mike Trout doesn't have to play to get the MVP, but he's regarded as one of the best players in the game right now. He's the face of baseball. And uh, even with the, um, the late-season injury that he had, uh, it didn't change people's perception that had he not gotten injured, um, what was it, like first, second week of September, and he missed the last – what two, three weeks of the season? Um, people still felt very confident that he was going to be—he was still going to be the guy. And Bregman made a great run for it, but at the end of the day, Bregman is still not Mike Trout.
1: I think here's a here's a huge question, and if it comes across as a hot take, so be it. But can Mike Trout be the greatest? Baseball player of all time, you know, by the time he hangs it up, and he's got probably a solid decade left.
0: It's possible, certainly possible, but I think a World Series title might help his case a little bit more.
2: 100%.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. and we talk about the Mookie situation with the big contracts, you know, Trout just signed one for $430 a 100 more 100 million more than the previous biggest contract. And he has not won a playoff game in his entire career. And he's finished in the top two in the MVP voting every year of his career, except last year when he finished fourth. So, you know, they got to, they can't be going into this offseason putting Matt Harvey, Cody Allen, and Justin Bour around him. You know, they got to. They got to put some pieces around him and, you know, I apparently they might make a play for Garrett Cole, um, you know, and, and some of the other, you know, top free agents out there. But, uh, yeah, they're definitely they're definitely tired of, of mediocrity, though, based on all the reports I've seen. I, I would be, too, if I were them.
2: Yeah. But you you think about how much money they're investing in Mike Trout. It's kind of hard to field a team when what percentage of the team's salary annually is being invested into one player. Mike Trout is like the new Alex Rodriguez in the sense of a contract, not because he's taking stuff. But, I mean, he's going to be paid more money than probably some team's entire payrolls.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And... (laughs) It it's scary, and I, you know, so we'll see, I mean, Mookie Betts is the next best player, so he's going to get that big contract, and I think he's really the only truly elite position player on the market next year, because Trout would have been, and now was signed, and then Arenado also would have hit the market uh, next year, but he signed a, a, an eight-year deal, but at a pretty high uh, annual value, so Mookie, I think, is going to be the star of the show next year in terms of, you know, players that are truly generational. Um, You know, so we'll see. Getting over to the uh, National League side, a little surprised that Bellinger beat out Yellett? Uh,
2: I think that the only reason why Bellinger got it was because of how far the Dodgers ended up going. That's the only reason, because Yelich was a better. Yet Yelich destroyed the baseball to start the season. Granted, the, the ball was a little juiced up, um, but Yelich was one of one of the favorites. He was the National League version of Mike Trout. Very, he keeps to himself, doesn't cause any problems. It's hard to hate a guy like that. I thought that he had it. Full disclosure.
0: So the one thing I think that we all forget here, Charlie, is that Christian Yelich was also out for the whole month of September, pretty much. True. So so by being out for all of September, that hurt his case. Because I agree with you in the sense that if Yelich had played out the season, he probably would have taken home the MVP award. The fact that he didn't hurt his case a lot. And Bellinger obviously had a big season for the Dodgers this year. So he, he Bellinger was my pick when I heard who the – the candidates were for the award so i'm not surprised that he won it at all
1: Mm. i I thought yelich probably would still uh end up winning it but like you said al i mean four weeks you know at the end of the season he wasn't playing had he played those four weeks probably would have uh, you know probably would have won it i think and and the brewers went on an insane run to uh, you know, get into that wild card there. I think they won like 18 out of 23, something like that in September, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, which is all that much more impressive that they did it without Yelich. So, uh, but I don't think Bellinger winning is like a, a crime by any means. You know, I, I wouldn't call it you know controversial. It was a tough call, and uh, you know, he he ended up getting it. So uh yeah no complaints there uh as far as Red sox uh players go uh Xander Bogart's finished fifth, so that's a career best for him and he was just so consistent all season long and just almost a machine and he he was showing power a lot more consistent consistently. I don't know how many moonshots just went clear over the monster. So that, that was nice to see. And then uh, Mookie was eighth. I was a little surprised he was that low, but, um, you know, because he did have a very good uh, second half. But, uh, you know, still in the top 10. And then uh, Devers, a little outside of the top 10, uh, finishing 12th. Any thoughts on them?
2: Devers this year was on a whole nother level. Um Xander did great. I mean, for for much of the season, the Red Sox were just uh, – I can't think of another year when the Red Sox offensive squad had done anything like what they were doing. And uh, you throw in how poorly the pitching did, and that's – it really was a wasted season. Um, did any of those players deserve to be higher up? Maybe Bogey could have made top three, top four. It would have been tough because um, after everything said and done, the guy who won it deserved it.
0: So I I frankly am not surprised by where they sort of ended up. Maybe Devers could have ended up a spot or two higher, like you said, Charlie. But other than that, I mean, for Bogarts to finish fifth, I think is pretty astonishing because I think a guy like DJ LeMay, who had a huge year for the Yankees, wasn't even in the final three, which I thought it was – A little bit of a little bit of a screw job, but that's just me. But, you know, it just goes to show that if you keep that core intact, Red Sox have something in the future. So I'm excited for it. Mm
1: -hmm. Before we uh, get into the Astros here, how awkward would it have been had Bregman won it? You know, what's that interview like after knowing what we know? Very awkward. (laughs) It just would have been all about the cheating scandal. We yeah. don't condone cheaters on this podcast. I just want to confirm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I got just one question for you guys, you know, and there's no wrong answer, uh, you know, on it. I just want to kind of, you know, see where you guys stand. We. I don't want to get into a debate, but it's just kind of a good temperature check. Um, where are you guys on the, like, the steroid Hall of Fame thing? Like, Bonds and Clemens. Are, should they go in or should they be out? In, 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 a thousand times in. Al's a big yeah. in guy. Okay. And Charlie, you as well? Huge. Here,
2: Here's the thing about Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens is uh, Barry Bonds, we all saw like him get bigger and stronger as, as time went on. He got older and he got better and things just didn't make sense. But here's the thing. Even if you take away all of the steroids and you took off all that stuff, you have to, one, give them credit because they were in that era right after the strike where baseball died after the strike and people were not really watching it. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa really gave people a little bit of an interest in baseball and no one really gave them their due credit for that. Barry Bonds is still one of the best players to ever play the game. Whether or not he took the drugs or not, he's still not someone I'd want to face in any lineup ever. Um, And Roger Clemens, the same thing. The Rocket is the Rocket. Uh, It would have been nice to see him finish his career in Boston, never go play for the Stripes, but uh, I'm with you. They both should be in.
1: And I happen to be the purest of the three of us. uh, I've been pretty steadfast in not letting them in, and I I get the debates, and believe Uh, me, uh, we... Come on! We will have the debates when the uh, the Hall of Fame voting gets uh, you know released. I think that takes place in January, so we'll get into that. But uh, as far as the current uh, scandal, you know, I guess basically, you know, the Astros have had uh, you know a rough. Six weeks or so, starting with their general manager making some dumb comments to some female reporters, you know, regarding domestic violence. He gets fired because of it. And then, you know, of course, they lose the World Series, you know, a couple weeks later to the Nationals. And now the shit has hit the fan, you know, as far as uh, sign stealing and, The use of technology, you know, with the bombshell Ken Rosenthal report uh, the other night. So an investigation is currently underway. It appears to be an intense investigation. My first question to you guys is how much credibility does Major League Baseball have, you know, when they say they're investigating something? (laughs) uh uh-huh. Charlie, go heard? for it. Charlie, go, to... go for it.
2: Okay, cool. uh, Not much. This has been, uh, you know, here's the thing. When when Houston got caught and they were saying, oh, we weren't filming. Oh, oh, no, actually, we were filming, but we just wanted to do it to make sure that other teams weren't cheating. You, you literally just admitted to breaking the rules, and they received a slap on the wrist. I was like, okay, cool. We're really not investigating that. We're also no longer investigating the players that have doctored balls and done things differently. And Granted, we had the juice ball this year. Let's be serious. Uh, Depending on what team it is, they'll spend a significant amount of time investigating, for the lack of a better term. Houston, they don't care. They just don't. And what's going to happen is with with everything, they're not going to take away World Series rings. They're not going to... Uh, they might levy suspension. It's not going to be like the the Black Sox where they ban them all. It's not going to be anything remotely close to that. And we know that. Um, I think you're going to see managers get suspended for probably a week. They'll probably get a substantial fine, and that's it. That that's going to be all that happens because what they're going to say is nobody died.
1: Al, in but, terms of the credibility, you know, where do you stand? I'm on board with Charlie. I think there's not much credibility. I think
0: what's the worst that they're going to lose? Like, international pool space money? Like, are they going to lose? <laughs> like, a, like, like, what are they really going to lose out of this? You're not going to lose that World Series ring like Charlie just mentioned. So my whole thing is, if this was like in the NFL, I think it'd be more severe. But the MLB, I just don't see them handing down that strict of a punishment, even though they've come out and said they're looking into severely punishing or severely, you know
1: doing an impactful punishment to the, the Asher. So I don't know. I don't know. A couple of things. And I tweeted these out today that, you know, kind of come to mind is, you know, look at the summer with the David Ortiz shooting and you had the lead prosecutor. there basically giving you new information every day, contradictory information every day, They said that Ortiz wasn't the, you know, the intended target. The other guy was, and everybody knew that was BS. And and the guy, the other guy came out and said, yeah, no, I I definitely was not the target. And then four months later, come to find out that Shady Prosecutor is an employee of Major League Baseball. So, like, okay, you know, that uh, took a while for that to come out. And uh, the other one, um, you know, I go back to, you know, a a pretty big scandal recently, the biogenesis scandal with Alex Rodriguez, where Major League Baseball is collaborating with gangsters. You know, they gave a guy, and you can watch this on uh, the 60-minute special with um, they interviewed Alex Rodriguez's uh, steroid supplier uh, Anthony Bosch, and apparently Major League Baseball they spent a hundred. They gave a guy named Bobby, whose name ended up being Gary Jones, but they only knew this guy as Bobby at the time, no last name. They give him a hundred and twenty-five grand for whatever records they had. Uh, connecting Alex Rodriguez to this biogenesis clinic, you know. So MLB goes, you know, they, they're they very unethical at times, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And there were other details. I don't want to get into that whole thing. But there was an investigator with the Florida Department of Health or something that said you know, Major League Baseball committed crimes here and should have been prosecuted for interfering with a state investigation. So, I I mean, and then as Charlie brought up, you know, we experienced against the Astros in the 2018 ALCS, there was a guy in a camera well that was tipped off to us by the Cleveland Indians who the Astros had beaten the round before. And... Uh, You know, this guy was recording the Red Sox dugout, and Red Sox security located him, escorted him out, and there was like a a one day investigation. It might have been literally a four hour investigation where, you know, the guy said, We were only recording the Red Sox dugout, albeit illegally, to make sure they weren't cheating. And like, and then MLB backed them and said, yeah, this is why they did it. And then they swept it under the rug. So I just, here's another question for you. Mike Fires is the most notable player to come forward that's been named, you know, as someone that's been giving information. There's several unnamed sources who seem to corroborate, you know, similar information to Mike Fires, but here's a big question and nobody's asking this question what if he went to major league baseball with all the information he had instead of going to ken rosenthal does major league baseball take it as seriously or does it get swept under the rug because to me it to me it looks like it's only a big story because ken rosenthal the most credible writer in Major League Baseball and and one of the most credible guys in all of sports broke this story and I think is forcing MLB's hand here
0: you have to you have to take it seriously if you're the MLB you have a player on the team that won the World Series in 2017 which is the issue at hand here how can you not take it that seriously he's literally giving you a blueprint of everything that's going on saying yep this happened? Yep, that happened. Yep, we used that camera. Yep, we did this for stealing signs. So how can you not take it serious? And if you don't take it serious at all, then that just goes to show how much of a joke the MLB and Rob Manfred
1: really are. Well, I just feel like I just feel like Rob Manfred, you know, thinks he can control every outcome and and he can't. But I don't know that he he realizes that. And he definitely can't. But I just think there's a lot of egos in play here, and he's image conscious and doesn't want a black mark on the sport. I don't think he would want hit one of his championships tainted as it currently is. I, I and I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I just I just feel like the Rosenthal factor here is, is huge. Charlie, you you were saying something.
2: Oh, no. I mean, I wholeheartedly, everything you just said, It's if nothing gets done, which it very well could end up being, just to reiterate what you said, it's going to come down as this is a joke, and if there's going to be no punishment, then what's going to be the next thing that a team tries to do uh, to get ahead in the game? And if... You know, sign stealing, which has been long, I mean, it's long known in the league. People will do that second base, and it is what it is. But using a camera from center field to then relay information and then hit trash cans to send a message that an off-speed. This is not baseball. This is taking, putting a new element into the game that never was there before, never should have been put in there and if nothing gets dealt with it'll it'll be a joke it'll be like the wwf
1: joke see i think this i'm getting the impression that i i feel like this is going to be a bigger deal than than how you guys are are currently viewing it you know the last the last big incident probably was the the biogenesis scandal which you know, Alex Rodriguez went down, and so did Melky Cabrera. Uh, Ryan Braun was caught up in that. Uh, there were several players, uh, at least a dozen or so, and you know, every single one of them except Rodriguez, you know, owned it, you know, and and took their punishment. And you know, there weren't any uh, lengthy appeal processes that that I can recall, and. You know, with Rodriguez, it went on for, I think, well over a year. But, you know, that was a big scandal. But I think this has the potential to be bigger than that and, and possibly the biggest since the Mitchell report came out.
0: Yeah, definitely a big scandal back then. And it's just, like we're saying, what could be the next big thing? And I'm, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but this type of scandal that happens, especially with a team that's been so dominant over the past three, four years, like the Astros. It's like, not only what's going to happen next in the MLB, what will the Astros do next? That's going to make us say, okay, when is the MLB actually going to step in and do something?
1: Hinch is going to be connected to this for the rest of his life, you know? Yeah. I, I'm so bummed in a way. I mean, I was rooting for the Astros in the World Series, you know, i'm a, I'm a big Verlander guy. I love Jose Altuve. I think he's just a great human being. I mean, there was just a video with him randomly showing up to the house of a of a burn victim uh, who was a child in, in his native uh, Venezuela and it was just kind of a touching video and he just seems to be so selfless and and when he hit that home run off of Chapman to, to end that series to send them you know into the World Series he just it, it wasn't about him as they were handing him his his you know, ALCS MVP trophy, you know, he was just praising the rest of the team. And I just, you know, I'm a big fan of a lot of their players and, and AJ Hinch is just a very likable guy. And, and, but (laughs) I just, this is, this is big. And I, I sat there in a pregame press conference, watching it on TV and, and, there was this, remember the whistling thing that the Yankees were complaining about and, and Hinch was like laughing about it and, and, and playing it off. And I was just, you know, I didn't think anything was going on and, you know, and it's just, it's just unfortunate. And, you know, this is going to definitely follow him for the rest of his career. You know, the Astros, It'll probably get forgotten about, you know, if they happen to win another championship. But he's always going to be that guy, and it's going to come up at every interview he ever has. Agreed. 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 Yeah, so uh, I guess getting uh, over to the uh, Red Sox aspect of it. Alex Cora was a bench coach, you know, that year the number two guy on the team. There, uh, there was two reports by Ken Rosenthal. Uh, one was let's see, two nights ago, and then the second uh, one came out last night. Here's, uh, here's just a snippet of that. I'm going to read uh, the paragraph of the article here, and this is from the first bombshell article when there was less details less names being mentioned it says quote early in the 2017 season at least two uniformed astros got together to start the process one was a hitter who was struggling at the plate and had benefited from sign stealing with a previous team according to club sources another was a coach who wanted to help they were said to strongly believe that some opposing teams were already up to no good. So when, when it specifically lists the second person in question, you know, as a coach who wanted to help, immediately I was like, oh no, that's going to end up being Cora. And you figure, you know, there's the bench coach, the first base coach, the third base coach. And then you got two hitting coaches and probably two pitching coaches and then a bullpen coach. So there's seven or eight uniform coaches in the dugout. So, But I just had this sinking feeling it was going to come back to Cora. And Cora, you know, openly brags about his ability to catch, uh, you know, pitchers tipping. And, you know, he talks about how back in the day – when he was, you know, a utility guy on the Dodgers, him and Eric uh, Gagne used to make a competition out of it, and I, I just knew he was intense about stuff like this, and, and you know, and then the second article that came out last night actually ended up naming him, and the struggling hitter ends up being Carlos Beltran, so... What were you guys' thoughts on on that angle of it, you know, as the details came out? Charlie, go ahead. Oh, um,
2: I, I, you know, it's funny. I ended up talking about this with my dad. I drove an hour um, today to get back to, you know, have lunch with Pops. And we talked for an hour before we ended up talking in person about it, too. And uh, my dad said he said this is just not – this is just not Red Sox baseball. And I said, Dad, you know, this is something that happened before he came to Boston, and I and I'm I'm certain it, it was heartbreaking to me because it makes me wonder, like, well, what what what's going on with our team? And what are other teams doing right now that people haven't uh, people haven't caught on to? And and now it's it's just come into this huge. It's become this huge. What if? Um, conspiracy like are all teams cheating is it just these two is it just these players because when they mentioned Alex Cora that was that was tough that was really hard and and Carlos Belt- Beltran was someone who I've I've always really liked but you know similar to the players that cheated going back to that yes there's gonna be a little asterisk next to their name does it take away from their ability to call or or play no but people will forever wonder what if what if alex cora what if carlos beltran and aj hadn't done that would they have been where they were we we won't know because we have no idea how long this whole situation was going on for but my initial thought when alex cora's name heartbreaking like my dad said heartbreaking
0: it it sucks to see because obviously alex cora was so loved when he was first introduced as red sox manager going into the 2018 season and obviously when he brought the world series title everyone was saying you know this guy's going to be around for a very long time he's going to fit in well here for a very long time then to hear him in a report like that it's tough it's it's tough to it's a tough pill to swallow but you know what it is what it is you just have to move on with it and get ready for 2020 and just hope that this sort of story gets left behind
1: all of the parties in this, you know, in this whole scandal, with the exception of Beltran, have given the standard no comment, you know, and they're going to, I guess Alex Cora, per a report today, has already had some dialogue with Major League Baseball in regards to everything. I'm sure there'll probably be more to come you know where he'll have to cooperate with the investigation but nobody nobody's really being defiant about it nobody's seemingly wants to lie about it and but the one exception was Beltran who unequivocally denied that any of this was going on and they were doing everything legally by just watching tape before the game and so he's looking really bad here you know before he's even managed his first game with the Mets. So, um it'll be interesting to see if he kind of reverses course and just kind of plays ball like everyone else, but um here's a question. I'm not I'm not saying it's a possibility, but you know, with the Red Sox being extremely image conscious, you know, from everything to changing Yawkey way to you know, the way they handled the Lester negotiations, not owning it, you know, not taking any accountability and and, you know, kind of having that cloud over them and that kind of it seemed to factor into their decision with with Chris Sale and and, you know, when Dombrowski was fired, they botched that, you know, as about as bad as they could because they, you know, they just they were afraid they were going to look bad. Could Alex Cora be fired as a result of this? Do you think the Red Sox would make that move? No way, not a, not a chance.
2: Agreed. Yeah, no, it's not happening. It won't.
1: Well, here here's another angle, and I don't I don't think he will either. Let me just say that I don't think he's going to be fired, but you know, the one thing that does give me a little bit of pause was there was after Dombrowski was fired. And, and at that point the Red Sox were out of it. I mean, they were like 14, 15 games out of the, you know, the, the, the wild card or whatever. And Dombrowski gets fired and Alex Cora's job. I mean, it was up in the air for a few days. Like, you know, he did not know what his status would be coming into the, you know, the 2020 season. And after the second or third day, you know, ownership comes out, or maybe it was uh, Sam Kennedy and says, yeah, Alex Cora is going to be back next year. And, you know, I'm not, I'm kind of, I'm extremely neutral on Cora. I'm not going to say I'm anti Cora. I'm not really pro Cora there. I have my concerns and, I'm just wondering, like, n- you know, next June, if we're scuffling again, much like we were in 2019, I would think he would be on the hot seat. You know, even if he doesn't get fired, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of chirping going on. And and so I just, you know, I I, I look at that aspect of it and then I look at, you know, the, the scandal and. I just think there's a, at least like a ten percent chance in there that you know maybe maybe they will make a rash decision. I, I I think you can't really compare the two times because the
0: first time was more on of a performance based sort of thinking because obviously the Red Sox had such a down year in two thousand nineteen than they did in two thousand eighteen. And then with, obviously, the new changes in ownership and everything, you think maybe they do want a clean house. Maybe they want a fresh face in there. But it it just wouldn't have made sense for this time period. Something had to stay constant. And that's why ownership came out and said, Alex Cora is going to continue to be the manager of this team. Now, with this new bit of news coming out, I still don't think much. But I will agree with you, Terry, in the one comment that if the Red Sox are playing bad next year or they get off to a
1: really slow start, then yeah, maybe he is on the hot seat for a little bit.
0: I I can I can see where you're coming from with that.
1: Yeah, I just don't know how stable he is. Here's another kind of you know, maybe semi-relevant example. They took the wait and see approach with Dombrowski all last winter and then throughout much of the season, you know, it was a wait and see and he kept asking, you know, for an extension, you know, you guys going to extend me or or what and they were noncommittal and I'm just wondering with Cora before the scandal even came out, if, if they had just decided that he was now, you know, in in the wait and see category and then, and then now you add the scandal. I just, I don't know. Nothing would shock me. I, you know, and I, I expect he's going to keep his job. I guess the, the question here is how, how possible is a suspension and before i before we even get to that let me also point out that MLB if they they they've said today that they're investigating beyond 2017 so they're looking at 2018 they're looking at 2019 so i mean they're you know they're going to be really intense and of course Alex Cora is not going to be you know, he's not going to be held accountable for, you know, anything the Astros did the last two seasons because he's been with the Red Sox. But it's a very intense investigation, and I just don't know what the the ceiling is here, you know, for punishment. You know, there's going to be at least a fine. I think we can all agree on that. Um, possibly draft picks, and MLB did mention that there could be a loss of draft picks, after the Apple Watch situation that the Red Sox were in, that's been brought up, you know, in the last 48 hours. But the Sox didn't really do anything that season anyway. So, um, you know, I, you know, they the Red Sox got fined and and that was that. But um, I just I just don't know what the ceiling is here. I think they're pre- I think there's a very good chance for suspensions.
0: Like we've been saying the whole time, there's got to be something. There has to be some sort of punishment, a suspension, loss of draft picks, loss of money. Something's got to be lost
1: here besides a World Series title. And yeah, how embarrassed like is MLB because they kind of, they kind of you know took a bullet for the Astros with the 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 Red Sox situation I talked about earlier with the guy in the camera well there. You know, and they took a bullet for the Astros, swept it under the rug, and we didn't really care because we won the series four games to one and then won the championship after the next series. So, you know, we we were okay, but but I just it's just so open right now to interpretation and I and I mean, what does MLB have to lose here? I mean Here's a a scenario for you. Say AJ Hinch gets suspended for half the season. So that's roughly a three month suspension. That's going to hurt. And, you know, I don't know if it'll cost him his job. You know, if there's a controversy after this one, a separate controversy, he almost certainly will lose his job. And, you know manage especially a guy like Hinch who didn't make a lot of money in his career like like Beltran did or even Cora Cora probably made a decent chunk of change you know the the 8 or 10 years he played but you know their million million and a half dollar salary you know is huge to them and there's egos at stake and they don't want to they don't want to take the fall for this so i just feel like if MLB comes down on on him especially, I think a lot of teams are gonna are gonna take a, a second look at whatever tricks they've had up their sleeves, and you know maybe you'll see less shenanigans.
2: You do bring up a really good point. um I don't know how much money Agent Hinch has made in his lifetime. But wouldn't it be crazy to leverage the same suspension that first-time drug users and drug offenders receive, rather than a third of the season, rather or even 40 games, you know, one-fourth of the season? Why not suspend them, 81? Let's see what happens.
1: Yeah, I Take mean— even a 60-day suspension would would be a lot as well. And that would kill a manager to not be there. Like, I always wonder when they get just ejected from a game for, you know, arguing with an umpire. I've always assumed that they're on the clubhouse phone barking orders to the bench coach, you know, pull this guy out of the bullpen or, or do this, do that. So I just... Uh, yeah, I just think a, a heavy suspension here will, will uh, you know, really make teams take a good hard look. Suspend them. Do it. It won't. And if Alex Cora were to be suspended, and he appears to have been, and I, we can't prove this yet, but I mean, the... The signs are pointing here that he's possibly the mastermind of, of of that whole scheme. So I don't know. I don't know if he's going to get hit as hard as Hinch, or, or maybe where Hinch is the manager, he's just naturally going to take the bigger hit. I, uh, you know, so. But Ron Renicki could potentially be the manager of the Boston Red Sox for the first several games of the season.
2: Yeah. It'd be interesting if that. Ends. I mean, it's never it's never happened before where where managers have been suspended from now multiple teams because they've gone to different places for cheating. This is unprecedented,
1: right? And here's another thing: what if Beltran doubles down on his lie? You know, does he lose his job? Because this has this is awkward for the Mets at this point.
0: He, he very well just might, and then the Mets might have to go and uh, do some more interviews for a different manager. So,
1: yeah, yeah, it's definitely an awkward situation for all involved. Yeah, you know, if Alex Cora was smart, he probably after the first report where he wasn't named. Probably, I mean, if he was smart, he should have reached out to the front office, whether that's Bloom, whether it's Warner, whoever, and said, listen, you know, my name's probably going to get brought up here, and I'm basically going to be guilty of whatever it is. And I think for Cora himself, that would have been the best course of action. It would have been, you know, it would have showed character, and, you know, so we're going to see exactly how uh, committed uh, the Red Sox are to him in the, uh, you know, in the coming days and weeks, however long this thing's going to take to, to play out.
2: And it's going to be interesting because, uh, you know, I know that you and I had talked about Dave Dombrowski. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I think I think he's got one more year left. And you're like, nah, he's, he's done this year. It's going to happen. And it happens. And uh, it would be perhaps a little shocking if Alex Cora was let go. But maybe not, because Dave Dombrowski had also been relieved of his duties, I thought, a little bit earlier than expected. I thought he might have lasted a little bit of this coming season. But uh, if Alex Cora does end up getting relieved of his duties, that's going to send a message to
0: Major League Baseball a yeah. message that definitely needs to be sent, too.
1: Yeah, this is a lot more easier to control, I think, than steroids is, you know. Uh, players are always going to be tempted, you know, because of the money that could potentially be made and whatnot. And, you know, I just feel like, I feel like MLB could put the fear of God in these guys, you know, if they do the right thing. But we said in the opening part here that, you know, they don't have the most, credibility. They don't have the best track record when it comes to problem solving. But the, I, I guess my final point uh, on the Astros in general here is teams were intimidated by them. They knew they had an edge. Other teams knew they had an edge. I mean, the Yankees were paranoid as hell. And, and the the Astros knew it as well. They knew they had a psychological edge themselves, and they knew they could they could screw with teams, you know, psychologically like that. And it was just so brazen. And I just think it, there's just all that much more potential because of all this that MLB is just going to hammer them really hard. I mean, if,
2: it's, if if he gets if he loses his job, will I be shocked? Yes. If he gets half of a season's suspension, will I be shocked? Yes. Honestly, if they get suspended even more than a week, I feel like I'm going to be shocked because I just don't feel like Major League Baseball, when they could have taken it seriously, because they failed. This escalated. It's like not reprimanding your child for doing something naughty when they're when they've done it the first time. What the heck? It's like you you get angry at them for doing it again the second time around. They should have punished the the managers and or players the first time around. This would have prevented possibly the situation from arising a second time. And much worse because it's give someone an inch and they'll take a mile.
1: (laughs) Yeah, or 100 miles as as, uh, the Astros have. Uh, One other thought here before we wrap. Jose Altuve almost certainly would have lost the MVP to Aaron Judge I feel like I I don't have the numbers up I I've heard them on podcasts and I think on the radio today he had like a like a four something average at home but a one something batting average on the road so huge edge you know and they're not going to rig cameras in away stadiums I mean they'd get caught instantly and so I just you know, thinking back on it and how close it was. I mean, a lot of people thought Judge was going to edge him out. And, you know, so he just, I think he, you know, that it's a bigger robbery now.
0: Yeah, probably the best way to put it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that edge just, clearly, uh, you know, clearly, clearly gave it to him. So, uh, well, I mean, I guess we've, we've hit the Astros as hard as we can this episode with the details that we have. I think it's going to be a pretty, uh, lengthy, um, you know, investigation. I'd be surprised if we know anything, you know, before Thanksgiving even, but, uh, but, Definitely stole the show as far as the winter meetings went. 100%.
2: <laughs>
0: Definitely not the story we thought we'd be hearing for, uh,
1: with the winter meetings coming around, but it's a story. We'll take it. Yep. So as we wrap here, uh, what are you guys looking out for? Obviously the Mookie situation to see, you know, which, which way that might head. Um, you know, JBJ probably has played his last game anything you guys are uh, are looking at right now you know a certain domino that you're waiting to fall
2: is because he ends up getting hot at these moments where we need him to get hot but we're not expecting him to so he's kind of like that god I I, I hate using these examples but it's like if you have a step parent you really hope you you hope that you're 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 with your stepdad and your dad comes to pick you up but they just don't do it that's kind of like that where we're just not sure if he's going to come and then he comes through. So <laughs> if that ends up being the case with JBJ, that's going to be really tough because defensively, I don't know how you replace that that glove. Uh, he was fantastic. Um, but I'm also curious more than anything to see if Betts goes. And I feel like if he does, there are going to be a lot of other players that go really quickly after him. Andrew Benintendi is someone that I've been thinking is someone that could potentially be on the block. He's been kind of not doing great, but I think the Red Sox will to hold off on him specifically because he has no value right now. They need to get his value before they flip him. Um, but it'll be sad to see JBJ go because Lord knows, did he have one heck of a glove and one heck of an arm.
1: He's Al's favorite player, JBJ. Yeah, he's, he's fun to play. Hey, hey. Hate that guy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, you you won't have to hate him much longer. I'm fairly certain. Yeah. Yeah. Th-
0: yeah thanks for the memories, Terry. I, I appreciate you bringing it back up
1: good lord. alcs mvp against the astros cream oh let's 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 not
0: start please it, it's 10 30 at night in the east coast i don't want to start this debate right now cream please cream go dosuna another day.
1: cream dosuna all right well uh appreciate oh. you guys coming on uh i don't know when we'll do another one probably when the next big development takes place but uh good stuff and uh you will uh we'll be in touch i'm sure thanks good
2: thanks
1: for having us take care a very uh interesting episode, not one that we thought we would have you know when I think I recorded the last episode solo actually, but uh, it was a very fast developing story and uh just a lot of wait and see. I mean, it, it could be historic, and uh, as are the punishments. I think MLB would lose all credibility here if if they don't uh, give you know an, an adequate punishment uh, to the parties involved. At least Hinch, Lunau, and, and Crane. You know, the general manager and then owner of the Astros, and then possibly. Uh, Cora and Beltran, but uh, that remains to be seen, so everybody uh, have a good Friday as well as the rest of the weekend and uh, we'll be back whenever uh, another situation uh, develops, so take care
0: Swing a line drive left field, Benintendi
1: coming on dives, and then he makes the catch he did he got it! There we go. Time to party. Right here. 3-2. Hey! Hey! He crushed it! It's a grand slam! Twee Amis, frankly, it's over! The Red Sox have won the world
0: championship! Welcome to Benny and the Bets Podcast.
1: Can you believe it?
0: Here's your host, Terry Cushman.